<laughs> hey, good girls. Welcome to Between the Sheets, a podcast about books, sex, relationships, and occasionally our messy personal lives. I'm your host, Kels. And I'm your host, Denise. So grab a drink and get in bed, you dirty little sluts. Hello, everyone. Today will be a very special episode on the podcast. We are live with our Instagram followers today with our wonderful readers. And we're going to tell you about our Scorching Summer, our upcoming release on Kindle Unlimited, coming out May 3rd. Kels, what is the book about? Well, first of all, can we just take a second and say we're in person? Oh, yeah, I know. We completely glossed (laughs) over the fact that we're together. I'm just like, this is the norm. This is how it should be. (laughs) I know. So we haven't seen each other since January, so it's been a a minute. Last time we saw each other, we had the first draft done. That's true. And have things changed since then? (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you guys all for joining us. Uh, Our Scorching Summer, it's always weird to explain your own books, right? Yeah. I always like to see other people explain the book more than I like to explain the book myself. Especially because I feel like when someone reads Our Scorching Summer, I learn more things about it than what I had <laughs> in the beginning of writing it. <laughs> Literally. Pretty much in an essence, um, if you guys read Water Under the Bridge, you don't have to read Water Under the Bridge, but it follows Nico, which is Luca's younger brother, and Lily, which is Avery's best friend. And they happen to go on a summer trip together. And I don't know how much we want I feel like everything's spoilers at this point I think we get too excited about our own book that we don't (laughs) want to tell you about it which is awful (laughs) we want you to find out for yourself but basically Nico and Lily go on this like giant summer long adventure and there are secrets to be discovered both of them are players both of them have to fight their feelings for each other and it's just a lot of fun sizzling summer adventure and I think it's just the perfect book to bring on the beach it's a very fast read from all of our reviewers who have said so so far and it's just a great book to you know get very very steamy with on the beach and you know maybe come home and have some steam released afterwards (laughs) it's the between the sheets podcast guys we we get a little little frisky here because we're live we have questions also coming in live that we're gonna try to answer Is there going to be denials? Yes, because they're friends, there's always a little bit of a denial before they get together, but it isn't too torturous. No, and it's not bad denial. I think the way that they're denying their relationship is, it is essentially an off-limits relationship that they begin. I think that comes with its own little forbidden vibe. I I feel like a couple of our readers were like, this is a forbidden romance, and we were just like, (laughs) we wrote a forbidden rom-com. And so that's been really exciting. Also, someone just pointed out in the comment section that our outfits today are coordinating with our book, which is really funny because Kels is wearing something blue and I'm wearing something orange, and we did not plan that even when we did. No. I literally got cold and just threw on the first sweater. Same. I love that. Um, So back to the question. Yes, there will be some denial, but don't worry. There's spice, literally chapter 10. There's a hammock scene that will probably make you never look at a hammock the same way again. (laughs) So we have a couple of questions that we got asked um, on our stories the other day. Um, and we can just dive into them here. So what inspired the beginning of this series? And I'm going to like half interview you even though <laughs> this, is, this is us together. <laughs> so both Denise and I worked in corporate America the majority of our 20s. And what that kind of led to is a lot of burnout. With Water Under the Bridge, we 
kind of took that theme and weaved it in and then we decided our whole series can touch on different themes of dealing with your mid to late 20s or even your 20s in general and trying to figure out what you want to do in life yeah I think that's a beautiful way to sum it up it really is perks and benefits is figuring out your career and your love life and kind of what you aspire to do with your life um, and your passions and that's kind of I think that's why I really like writing our scorching summer because we got to do the fun angle yeah of like the perks and benefits series which is like with water under the bridge they're really dealing with wanting this particular dream job and how that affects you and then the burnout that comes with that but with our scorching summer it's it's kind of realizing hey like i i need to be brave and can follow my dreams and that's kind of the process that lily goes through with nico's help so they're both extremely supportive of each other and very 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 lovely I love that you're going to Italy and bringing OSS with you this summer. I feel like that's it's a perfect vacation rate. She just came over on a plane today and that's re- true. was rereading. <laughs> it's like the perfect travel book. I think we've seen a couple of our readers bring it to the airport with us, and I think there's literally no better feeling. No. Like, we want to see what be in people's offices, but we want to see OSS on a plane. <laughs> on a plane, on the beach, in a museum, anywhere literally. you're traveling this summer. I feel like it's just a great book to throw in your bag and pull it out and get a little hot sometimes. Yeah, seven, seven chapters worth of hotness. Um, <laughs> um, so who is one of your favorite characters in our series in our Scorching Summer? I'm biased, but I love Nico. I think Nico is the one of the characters that I relate most to. He has a little bit of a travel bug. He's in tech, and honestly, he he like prioritizes living in the moment, and that's what I inspire to be. Although I don't always do that, but yeah, he's just such a sunshine boy. I love him. He's great. I love that my favorite character is Lily, and they're just such a good match. Which says so much about us. <laughs> Ow, we bump heads really hard. Um, but I love Lily also because she really is, and the dedication is for girls like her, for women, men, anybody who feels like Lily is just a tough exterior with a soft interior. And that's what Lily is. She's just such a strong, 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 independent girly who's like sassy and spicy. And like, none of that has to be, none of that goes away when she gets in touch with who she is on the inside and becomes a little bit more emotionally available to herself and to everyone around her, which is just like a really nice character arc. And I feel like it's really hard as a woman to admit that you don't have to be strong and alone all the time because we really want to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Even still. Even Even still. still. We're both in long-term relationships and even still we're trying to fight the fight of not being independent constantly. Someone said their mom somehow found out I read Smut and now she looks differently. I bet she looks at you like, hey, I do that too. We have a lot more in common than you think. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, oh, do you know what I know what you know? Exactly. You want to share a Kindle? (laughs) Oh, God. I don't think I would be able to ever share a Kindle with my mother. I think I would be traumatized. I'd be like, mom, why are you looking up like UPS? Package. Yeah, I was gonna say, what kind of like smut do you think your mom would read? Like a mailman smut. <laughs> like a mailman. I'm wondering for my mom, it would probably be this. It would probably be like older billionaire romance that older says so billionaire. much about her. Mm-hmm. Or it would be like Regency. Regency. I think she would read a lot of Regency. Yeah, I feel like billionaire. It, who wouldn't? Yeah, billionaire is just fun. Which Nico has a ton of money, so enjoy <laughs> that. <laughs> He's very rich and he loves to spend money on Lily. What is our next question here? What was 
What was your favorite thing to write? What favorite scene to write? I know what scene you like to write. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that scene. Okay, we all, once you read this book, you'll understand that there is something in this book that's crack, and that scene is chapter 29. So we hope you enjoy the bejesus out of it because it's great. Um, and I, I'd say that in the most cocky, egotistical way possible. It's just a great scene. It's a great scene. It's not even patting us on the back for the writing, it's just really hot. And Lily and Nico, I think, are just quintessential hot people yeah and i haven't really read that many books where i'm like wow they're everyone hot. here is so hot they're so um, hot <laughs> and they're just hot but that's not the scene it's actually another spicy scene um which is i really love i believe it's two chapters before that maybe oh, the, the i feel like because a reader po pointed it out so it's it's a scene uh where nico goes above and beyond for lily and he does something um, really monumental and big for her that no one's ever done for her before. You know, what else would a tel uh, millionaire tech boy do if not that? And in that scene, he makes something like a dream of hers come true. And they get freaky in the location where it happens. <laughs> and we don't want to be so cryptic, but it is a little bit of a spoiler to the plot. So it's just one of my favorite scenes. It's where Nico has kind of been falling in love with Lily since... I don't know, like a quarter into the book, he's just like, he was obsessed with her, she was hot, but then he kind of starts realizing that she's just this woman he cannot get over. Like she's just smart and wonderful and funny. And he just like realizes he's in love in that scene. Um, and I don't know, it's very sweet. It's like, if you're ever crying and horny at the same time, read, <laughs> read that chapter. <laughs> Yeah, there's a little bit of crying, but good crying. Good like, crying. it's sweet crying when you're like, aw, and then you cry. <laughs> yeah, we've gotten a lot of messages saying that we've been making some people cry, yeah. which I think is a successful book release, right? I don't think I've ever desired anything more. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like manipulating emotions. You make people horny, you make them sad. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful profession. <laughs> so when you guys download this um, on Wednesday, May 3rd, you guys have to message us and tell us if you cry or not. Yeah, and keep some Kleenex around for, you know, all sorts of messes. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of mess is you bring it's What's the, hot Cheeto, the hot Cheetos. The hot Cheetos, yes. The, hot Cheeto the, the superior, superior writing snack. What is your favorite scene? Uh, my favorite scene, again, I think we can give it. Yeah, 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 we can give that away. Okay, so there's a scene where Nico helps Lily dye her hair, and it's just hella cute. I don't know. It's, spi again, spicy and just intimate, and knowing how hard it is to dye your own hair at home, and him just like massaging her scalp i don't know it gets it me it going you? it gets me Has going your uh partner ever dyed your hair for no you? i wouldn't trust him doing it <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to ask nico to do it instead i'll have to show him the scene and then see if he can mimic it i don't know i don't know if i would want to do the scene in real life yeah it's exactly as lily said the peroxide burn is a little something to be wary of what is your favorite thing or what are your favorite qualities about lily and nico together Together. Like they're dating. Honestly, the banter. Yeah. Okay, so Denise got me into Love Island UK, only UK. And <laughs> Correct. The 
banter on there is just so good all between like the friends and the relationships and so getting some of that like juicy banter and weaving it in through the book I don't know it was really fun they have such and spicy banter too yeah I know they're, they're, they're like very teasing spicy. and the detective wordplay I don't know yeah, hot. there is, like, Lily and Nico kind of have this, like, little role play where they act like they're detectives or, like, criminals or, like, whatever it is. We don't really know. It just kind of happens. Yeah. just like to, like, question each other, interrogate each other. It just, it's so strange to even say it that way because we're obviously lucid when writing this, but it feels yeah. like when you're writing it, it just kind of happens and then you're like, yeah, the characters talk to each other they this just, way. They just start doing it. They just start like, doing okay. it. Okay. Uh, I think the banter is a great, great one. I My favorite part of their kind of relationship is the crux of Nico's character arc, which I feel like both of us coming from long-term relationships, we really saw our partners grow with us. And I think when you're in a long-term relationship from a very young age, and I mean, for me, it was like 19, which I considered still to be like a toddler. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and for you, it was a little younger than that. Just to grow with your partner and kind of watch them become adults, which we all say, and I, I think now if I was dating, uh, sorry, babe, if I was dating, <laughs> um, I would probably think of my partner back then as like someone I didn't want to take care of. But when I was 19, like I also had so much growing to do. Yeah. And it's just nice to see someone who you love kind of grow and change and be able to take care of you, which is kind of what Nico learns to do is he learns to prioritize others. Which is like a very real struggle. I think that's so hard to do, especially yeah. when you're, you've been a single person for a very long time and you don't really have anything weighing you down. Um, so I really love Nico's character arc and I love the way he grows and kind of like what he learns. And it's basically just like learning to be just more responsible because you have someone else in your life that's important. Yeah, and what better way to show that you love someone by taking care of them? Exactly. That's like our love language, I think, for <laughs> all of our books. <laughs> Is OSS longer or shorter than Water Under the Bridge? It is longer. It has more spice, more scenes, and... Way just, more fun dialogue. Yeah. We had a lot of t fun hanging out with them, and we wrote so much that we have some exclusive bonus content that's going to go up on Patreon, because some of the scenes didn't make it into the book, but we love them so much. So we're just going to release them on Patreon if you want to spend more time, even more time with Lily and Nico. <laughs> Which I think you would. There's also some really fun stuff on Patreon right now. There is uh, Luca and Avery on Not Suitable for Work art. Um, that tie scene <laughs> looks really good if, if you want to go look at it. Um, and there is some character art of Liko up there right now. And also for our live, we would actually like show yeah, you guys what it is. Because there's a couple of people here. So that's Lily and Nico. And they're just so cute and they're hot. So and cute. I love them. Lily's just so hot. Look at They're like brothers, you know. If you're listening on the podcast, guys, this character art is unbelievable. It will be going up on our Instagram page soon. soon. The Luca and Avery art is already there. But Lily and her little black dresses, uh, which Nico loves taking off. Also, just like, look at the brothers. Really I cool. know. So we have something we can't reveal. But you should see the brothers together when you get a chance, if you ever do. Which we are, again, being super secretive about. I know. I don't think we have that one out. No. But... Uh, so if you guys are subscribed, you will see Luca, Avery, Lily, and Nico all together having a blast in Azores. Uh, so that'll be really, really fun to show you guys. Um, okay, 
what is, and I think I'll just ask this together, like what was the brainstorming process and how was the process of writing OSS? So how did OSS get born? We kind of developed Nico and Lily in Water Under the Bridge and we knew after we started writing Water Under the Bridge that we wanted to write Our Scorching Summer, but we didn't really know how these characters were going to get together. And so I think we brainstormed hundreds of different ways. <laughs> That's true. I think we had a lot of different plot ideas for them because at their core, they're both players and they both don't commit. And that's kind of what you learn about them in Water Under the Bridge. And they're both kind of sporadic. Lily is extremely hardworking, but she's not super great at prioritizing herself and making yeah. time for herself. She's always working or going to school. Um, and Nico is chaotic. is chaotic in Water Under the Bridge. He shows up late to dates. He's you know, doesn't really like think of others too much. And he's the younger brother. That's just kind of like, I think what happens with any younger sibling. And so I think when we were planning out our scorching summer, we had so many different ideas for it, but friends with benefits felt right because yeah. they had known each other. So our scorching summer takes place. How, how many, how long would you say after water under the bridge ends? So it's a year after the epilogue. Right. So it's a year after the epilogue. So like they have a year of somewhat knowing each other. Yeah. Um, and they're not very close. They don't live in the same states. Yeah. And so we were like, you know what? They, they flirted as friends and it's time for them to do more. Do more. And boy, do they do a lot. <laughs> and I feel like with your brother getting married and your best friend getting married and you're the maid of honor and best man. It was bound to happen. It's I just mean, the biggest cliche in the world. And we love it. <laughs> we love them for it. We actually got a question on here. What would you say Nico, Lily, Luca, and Avery's love languages are? So I believe we did these on our Instagram for Luca and Avery. And if I can't remember for the life of me... What they are. What they are. I believe for Luca, it's definitely acts of services and words of affirmation. I feel like Avery so badly needed someone to tell her that they were proud of her. Yeah. After after what happened with you know her family, I think she just so badly needed Luca to be like, <laughs> you're doing great, which he does so well for her. Um, so that would be his. What would you say Avery's is? What she receives or what she I takes? guess what's her, like what she gives. Yeah, what she gives. I guess also for Luca, it would be gift giving. He's yeah. kind of all of them. He loves to touch her too. He's think, all of them. I think Avery likes to give <laughs> words of affirmation only yeah. because she very seldomly tells Luca anything nice. <laughs> I mean, she does, but she, she gives it to him sparingly. Like, I think with her friends, it's words of affirmation yeah. because she's so, so, so motivated to help others. Yeah. Um, everyone that she can help, she tries to, but I feel like with Luca, I feel like with Luca, it's probably physical touch. I feel like yeah. once they start to get together, she starts to be like, I need to touch his forearms as yeah. soon as possible. <laughs> Which, fair point. Yeah. Like, I would want to touch Luca's forearms, too. They're delicious. They're the forearms of the century. <laughs> I feel like with every male character we write, we have to pick a body part. Nico's his hands, because, you know, there's a nine-inch thing yeah. hanging in, in his pants, so his hands are quite nice, too. <laughs> Don't believe the rumors. <laughs> what does hands do? He had to put one of them away. <laughs> It's dangerous leaving it out. Uh, and what would you say the love language for Nico is? To give. To give? I feel like he's a physical touch boy. He is. He's, he's kind he's... of obsessed with touching her. Yeah. Which I would be too, but... I know. I Lily's just the hottest girl alive. But I also feel like he does do acts of service as well. He, I feel like he learns acts of service. Yeah. And he does gift giving. 
I think he's a little bit of everything. He's a little bit of everything. And then Lily. I don't know what Lily. It's not words of affirmation, guys. <laughs> I feel like the funniest thing about this, when we ran our first draft, we were like, does Lily even like Nico? Of course she does. It's just she's not super affectionate in the beginning because that's kind of her trauma. That's her trauma. She has to grow from that. Um, and the ending, I feel like, is so beautiful for her growth, the way she kind of opens up. But it's definitely not words of affirmation. Maybe physical touch. I think physical touch. She she likes to be touched by him a lot, and she touches him a lot. Definitely. I guess I didn't even really think about that. I feel like we're both quite introverted people. But maybe quality, quality time. Oh, quality time. Because she does get upset about her time. Yeah, and she wants the time that's given to her to be Worthy. very well spent. Very well spent and kind of focused. Yeah. That's a good one. I forgot that that was, that's literally my love language. <laughs> I completely forgot. Thank you for joining Patreon. Appreciate it. Yeah, if you are listening on our pod, uh, that link will be on the show notes. On our show notes and you can check out Lico fan art up there and check out the Louvre spicy scene. Uh, okay, so very fun question we received a little while ago. If our scorching summer is going to be turned into a movie, who would your dream cast be made of? And then let's start with our legacy characters, Luca and Avery first. Yeah, first of all, we want to know who you guys would fan cast. If you guys would fan cast any of the characters in our series, who would you pick? We're asking as though we're not awful with ca- with actor names, but yeah. we will Google the bejesus out of this. We'll afterwards. Google them. <laughs> we'll put them on our boards. Okay, but we're not going to give you guys the opportunity for Luca because Luca is Justin Baldoni. Yeah, Luca is Justin Baldoni. I think we had that going into it. We just kind of yeah, he was 100%. And it's Raphael. Yeah, from Raphael. Jane the Virgin. Yeah. So I feel like he's Raphael again with uh, being cast and it ends with us now and directing that and playing Ryle. He's yeah. back into his short hair phase. I feel like Luca in our scorching summer, though, is Justin Baldoni now. Yeah. And in Water in the Bridge, it's Raphael from Jane the Virgin. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's doing yoga. Yeah, because now he's doing yoga and he's peaceful and he's. <laughs> the love of his life you know exactly it's like exactly. I, sh- I can chill i think for avery we floated this one a little while <laughs> for a little while and we have what we think is a really good cast based on just like perception of the actress uh but it's emma roberts when she had her like blonde cropped hair yeah she's just one of these characters i feel like when she's in movies she'll be really intense and either lovable or like she's too intense for you. And I think that's kind of Avery. She might yeah. just be a bit much for you. Every everyone is an has an Avery. I'm an Avery occasionally. Yeah. The female rage, man. Female rage. And that's the tough thing about writing a character with flaws. People don't like flaws. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who would you say for Nico? Okay, this is a very niche. Well, some people have put this together. Like yeah. we've seen stories that are people like, yeah, this is Nico. Well, it's Lude, Lude, Luda, Blue. Blu- so we don't know how on earth I don't to know. pronounce this no, person's, person's name. It's on TikTok. We share him in our stories quite a bit as Nico, but he's like this TikTok dude. I don't know. We, he's hot and we like him. He's hot. <laughs> he has a girlfriend now that looks like Lily. Some people have fan cast them together. That's not our Lily, though. I mean, we girl he's with is absolutely stunning and gorgeous. Um, but for our Lily, we sat on this cast for a little while. And the association with this actress is not who Lily is. Uh, but she is this actress on just like looks and vibes as, a, as an actress, not as the character she plays. But it's Alexa Demi. And yeah. she's from what show again? She's from Euphoria. She's yeah. Maddie from Euphoria. Not as wild as the one in Euphoria, but... Yeah, no. I feel like she just has, like... She just radiates, like, 
positive sexual femme energy. Which I love. I just love that so much. I feel like a lot of our characters, I mean, all of them will be sex positive. And yeah. I feel like that's so liberating to write women who are flawed and sex positive. That's literally, yeah. if, if we had a personal <laughs> branding... That's not the one we have as authors. If it was just our personal branding, it would be flawed women with positive sexual <laughs> connotations around It's like, it. we want our men to bring us coffee. We want positive sex lives and like exactly. falling in love while a little bit flawed. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> That's so good. Um, who would you say you are more of, Avery or Lily? I think I'm a little bit of both, which is why I feel like I can resonate with both. But I think I was definitely more of an Avery in my early 20s. And now, because Avery has a very, she's like, I'm going to do this. And she's very hard-headed and hardworking and will bulldoze through anything to, to get what she wants, which I love and respect. And I think I was like that in the beginning of my 20s. And now I'm kind of more like Lily where it's more laissez-faire but still regimented and still hardworking, but a little more go with the flow and way more creative I love both of them though I love them too I think they're such great trends also because yeah. of how similar and different they are like their work ethic and their independence is one of my favorite qualities about their friendship I think also I definitely agree with you Avery is how a lot of people are in their early 20s. I mean, at any age, really, if you're, like, set on pursuing some kind of career, it's yeah. you're going to be, like, Avery. And she kind of has to learn that she can have love and be ambitious, which is a really big thing to know. Like, I feel like for a long time I prioritized my job over just having fun in life. Um, and Avery just learns that you can be in love and have a job that you love and that's just great like and, and it seems like it's such a stupid silly lesson but like yeah. most of us get so wrapped up in this like achievement mentality and Lily I think I don't know I just love her she's so great and she's so funny and her catchphrase is shut up which is mine with my partner and it's like, <laughs> sometimes a good shut up a good like... shut up just goes a long way so yeah. we we love her for that <laughs> okay let's see what other questions we have here and also just how are we on time? We are good. We're good, yeah. All right. Um, let's see. So apart from a lot of spice, what else can we expect from our Scorching Summer? I think like cool locations. I think that I've never read any books. I mean, I don't want to really spoil the locations. No. So I've only we read... can spoil the first one. Which yeah. Is they go to South America and yeah. Nico has this plan uh, to go surfing for the month of June. Yep. And so a lot of travel, a lot of like fun places. I think a lot of our ARC readers said that they were inspired to go to some of the places, which is really fun and exciting. And so lots of location, lots of food. We love to put food in our books, yeah. which is so sweet because our partners brought us yeah. little treats today. They bought us cochinhas, which um, they go to Brazil. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell you guys. No, no, no that's okay. I feel that. like it is... Um, and so these are one of the treats that... I've actually never had this before. Should we do a, li a live taste testing? I guess. I hate eating in front of people, but... <laughs> That's okay. Hello, everyone. Let's make Kels really uncomfortable <laughs> and point out that she's eating. So are they stuffed? Mm-hmm. Mm. They're stuffed with, like, chicken? I, I understand why Lily acted the way that she did. I would, too. <laughs> <laughs> but can you imagine, like, Nico eating, like, ten of these? 
He would eat six. He's a big boy. So we have something on the Patreon that'll be going up in a month or two. And it's it's not suitable for work art uh, for Lico. Yeah. Um, and you guys. <laughs> I <laughs> it's just you write these characters and you picture them one way in your mind. And then someone, you know, makes art of them, and your mind is just blown. Yeah. It's just blown. So, Nico is hot as fuck. <laughs> but so is Lily. So is Lily. Oh, my God. So, we're very excited to tease that art when the time comes. Okay. <laughs> now, we went from food to sex, and this is literally, like, every book that we'll ever write is just food and sex. That's why, what you'll expect from Moses. Yeah, I think so. I think I, I love what you were saying about the travel locations too because it really does make you it's like super immersive they go to a lot of different places and it is a summer romance but they go to like destinations that aren't just like beaches which I like the, the best part about it is that you really do feel like you're there and that's really fun it just yeah. like teleports you and we've been to all of these places which I feel like is just even cooler because yeah. we're really writing from our own experiences there and that's just extremely fulfilling to kind of get to relive that through Lily and Nico's eyes. Random question. Oh. Where would you want to go this summer if you were traveling? If you could go anywhere and get the time off work, if we didn't have another book to write. Oh yeah, we have we are we'll talk about what we have coming up on the calendar for this and next year guys uh, at the end of the episode, but let's see. Where would I go? I I'm just dying to go to Alaska. I'm like the weirdest person. I just want to go to Alaska so freaking badly. That's just <laughs> and I feel like Alaska funny. in the summer would just be so beautiful. It's I know. I don't know what's wrong with me. It's it's the one place I want to go. You know, we could make that happen really easily. I know, but like we'll have to do like an Alaskan romance and go live there for a month and I write. love that. That's you get it. You understand. I also really want to go to Cornwall, England. I feel like there is this renaissance on... I go to... I, I don't want to go anywhere fun. <laughs> uh, I feel like there's like this renaissance on TikTok right now where a lot of Americans and British people are moving to Cornwall, England, which it's not out of nowhere. It's from about time. They live oh, in Cornwall. Okay. okay. So I want to see the destination of my favorite movie. But everyone's moving there now. There's a bunch of people that are our age. And I was like... When did I not get the invite? Like, I want to go. It's like everybody migrating there the, with the about time. Literally. So what what are your summer destinations? Because they're going to be way more fun than mine will be. Well, we have, we, we talked about going somewhere together. That's true. But that's, that's not the summer. Would you want to go in the summer? No. Where would I want to go? I don't know how it is there in the summer. I don't know either. I feel like it's hot. I don't know what kind of heat it could be. We're talking about uh, somewhere in Asia we really wanted to visit together. Yeah, I think I would want to go... Actually, I've been really wanting to go to Vietnam. Okay, cool. Literally, that was on my mind just now. Just yeah. now, I was thinking Vietnam. Yeah, I honestly, like, the, the beaches, but also, like, the food, um, I think would just be really fun. That's amazing. I think I would also love to go to the Philippines. Yeah. Also the food. That's the only reason I travel is the food. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, there's... Hey... There is fresh fish and caviar and king crab in Alaska, okay? <laughs> I would go. I would have nothing. We could go hiking, but you don't even go hiking. Yeah, I'm, I would just complain and look at things. I want to I wanna fly in a plane around Alaska and then... You would get so motion sick. <laughs> but I want to. <laughs> I'm just going to put you in a virtual reality yeah. and be like, can you stand this? I just, you know what it is? I bet the air smells so, so good there. Yeah. I bet it's so crispy. 
and sweet and delicious. Yeah. And that I just want to smell clean air. I live in New York for long <laughs> enough. I don't even know what air smells like. <laughs> I That's fair because I lived in New Hampshire and the air was just so clean. Like you get up in the mountains and you feel like you're inhaling not toxic sludge. I love that. Especially being from California, the last couple years was just all forest fires, which is really sad that the, probably for a month out of the year, it's like all smoggy oh. and you have to wear masks out, but... That sucks. That's exactly why we wrote Water Under the Bridge. We gotta yeah. help our planet, guys. Let's pivot to wrapping up our episode for today. Let's just finish off with a question not relating to our books. Are you reading anything interesting right now? Have you read anything good? Have you watched any good movies? What's your media consumption level right now? How, how are you feeling about it? <laughs> <laughs> we are trying to buddy read. Well, we were buddy reading Happy Place by Emily Henry. And I'm about 20% in. You're done. I'm done. But that's not... We weren't intentionally buddy reading it. We had a plan and then I didn't stick to it. And I just decided that I would listen to the yeah. entire thing in one day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I love, I love reading M. Henry's books in paperback but she doesn't have a paperback out but the audio is pretty good the audio is pretty good it's just a little confusing if you're going to listen to it with the timeline so you just have to i feel like i passively listen to audiobooks yeah and with this one it's also impossible to passively listen to emily henry because her writing is just so captivating yeah so you have to you can't listen to it on like two speed i had to listen to it on like one six because i couldn't I don't, I don't know what i'm listening to on but i feel like in the beginning of the chapter they say now yeah, pr present that, place, yeah, I real life, real happy, life, day, real happy life. place, yeah. real life, happy place. But then she has some other titles in there that I'm like, I don't know what time frame we're in. <laughs> because it'll be like bad place, and yeah. I don't know. That's not a spoiler, guys. That's what the chapters are And called. it's literally called happy place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really. um, so just listening to that, I also listened to a Christina Lauren book. Um, Which one? Soulmate Equations. Oh, yeah. Soulmate, which I thought was... Cute. It was literally like the one percent, which is a kind of a thriller type book, but turned into a romance. And yeah, it was cute. It was That's like cute. single single mom. That's adorable. I love that. That's not the one with the ocean conservationist, is it? No. That's like the sequel to it. I think there's another one. Soulmate equation. I think there's three in the experiment. I think there's three because the other one follows the the friend and um, then I think there's another one that's I don't know but Christina Lauren's amazing it's kind of like awesome to read books by other author duos and seeing their process it's kind of why we really really love Kristen Becca Ritchie just like when we found out that their process to writing is so similar to ours that was just really really cool for us yeah I think that's what I'm reading what are you um so I finished Happy Place obviously um I loved it it was great um and now uh on the way over here I started Manacled uh which I was actually influenced by everyone on yeah, the internet, everyone. I feel like, has talked about Manacle, but the final push for me was Devney Perry. <laughs> Someone <laughs> asked her, what is your favorite Harry Potter book? And she said Manacle. <laughs> and I said, great, I'm going to read it. Um, and it's very enjoyable. I think the thing that kind of threw me off a little bit with it is that it's in second person. It's just a little difficult for me to read second person. Yeah. Because I don't know who the narrator is. And I heard it gets really dark. I started reading it. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's, do not, that book is not for the faint of heart. Yeah. It, first couple of chapters are really rough. Um, you, it's a ton of trigger warnings. A ton of yeah, trigger warnings. Yeah, a ton like, of trigger warnings. Like, they will not let you read the book until you agree to the trigger sure. warnings before starting. That sounds right up my alley. <laughs> but it's very good. I'm enjoying it. I'm kind of, I can't stop thinking about it because I'm like, what happened? What does Draco do? <laughs> like I've seen 
post Draco. so much fan art for that too. They put fan art into the book on oh. AO3. Oh yeah, that's probably what I've been seeing. Yeah, it's great. I don't I don't think it spoils anything. It's like the Handmaid's Tale, but but Harry Potter. But Harry Potter, man. Definitely need to read it. Yeah, I think I can stop. We can read it together. No, I think that's going to be an October read. Yeah, definitely not a summer read. No. Unlike our scorching summer. So let's just... Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll backpedal to where we started. I even forgot we were recording. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, just, we just started going on our tangent. We haven't seen each other, so I'm like, hello. Um, so it is great to be here in person. Let's just wrap up the episode today and our live uh, by going through kind of what is to be expected in the remainder of the perks and benefits series and after so what is our third book yeah we really haven't i mean it's not a secret because it's everywhere but our third book is on cloud nine yep and we are working on that now and having a really fun time i think it's been really fun having people guess the couple which you kind of get very small glimpses of in water under the bridge and in our scorching summer but having people guess the couple has been really fun and I think they're going to really, really enjoy the main character in that one. Yeah. And the premise. I yeah. think it's a it's a fun premise. It's fake dating. So everybody loves a good fake dating. We do. And that tension. We're so excited to bring some tension back. I feel like Water Under the Bridge was just nail-biting tension the entire time. And our Scorching Summer is like... There's tension and banter, but like there's also lots of fire. I think it been pretty easily. <laughs> <laughs> pretty easily, but it goes back to tension. I, I mean, I don't blame him. I would give in in two seconds. <laughs> just, just bend. <laughs> but after um, On Cloud Nine, which is our third book, I believe should be coming out sometime in the fall. On Cloud Nine. Yes. Is November. Yeah. So that should be in November, and then we have our fourth book, which is the final book in the Person Benefits series. And you guys have met the main character of this one, but not somebody else that is, you do not know them yet. But that book is going to come out in the winter, spring of 2024? March 2024. There we go. See, I don't know anything. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm the dates person. Yeah, Kels Kels keeps us on a schedule. Without her, I would just be Nico. Literally, though, I would. I wouldn't even admit it, but I, I will know. I know we always. I'm like, I'm Nico, and you're like, well, yeah, I'm actually, Nico. I'm Nico. Yeah. <laughs> so I love that. Um, but that one is gonna be a small town romance, and that one we like are so excited to write on Cloud Nine and share it with you guys. But oh boy, oh boy, are we really excited to write the fourth book and kind of close out the series because then that leaves us moving on to like really exciting things. We have. Really, something really fun that we're already obsessed with yeah. coming after this. Um, and some of you guys have probably heard it on a previous live we did with uh, Pages of Felicity, who is great. Uh, but it will be sports, yeah. and that's pretty much all we can tell you. <laughs> yeah. And if you watch our stories, you'll see us posting TikToks about it occasionally because we can't help ourselves. We can't help it. We're <laughs> writing like five books right now. Yes, literally. We can't, I mean, not at the same time, but we have notes for... Actually, it's more than five. We yeah. have a, we have a ton of notes because we we can't stop. Which is like the best part I think about writing is that you have all this opportunity to create all of these yeah. universes and characters. And the the I think like the most fun thing for me with writing after finishing our scorching summer has been realizing like what character and how do I want them to grow. Like that has been like such a fun. Yeah. I have no. I don't think I've ever gone into writing thinking like okay. This is the challenge. How do they solve it? Yeah. And Which, what what's their conflict in yeah, life? You know? Like exactly. wh- what is holding them back and what are their misbeliefs and how can 
what happens on paper change that yeah. misbelief and make them fall in love yeah, and yeah. make them kiss and stuff. Yeah, you know? and you know, like, and fuck a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram's like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Instagram's like, shut down. Uh, so thank you guys so much for joining us. Do not forget that our Scorching Summer releases on May 3rd, which is in literally just a few days when you'll be listening to this podcast. It will be literally the next day. So enjoy reading our Scorching Summer tomorrow on Kindle Unlimited. Be sure to pre-order or order, be sure to order the paperback. Yeah. Uh, it's gorgeous and beautiful and looks even better in real life. And what uh, what else are we closing out with? I don't know. You're the closer. I, I literally. <laughs> I, I, and we're not. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys, for reading our books and for supporting us. Hang out with us on author Kelsey Stone on Instagram, and we'll see you soon. Yeah, we'll see you soon. We'll be hanging out all weekend, so if you guys want us to pop in stories or anything, yeah, we'll be here. We will. I can't <laughs> tell you how. Anyways, how sober we'll be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have fun, <Bye>. guys. <laughs>